1: Today's show is How to Save America, It Takes a Revolution. Now, I'm sure that you have been uh, noticing some of the things um, that have been happening in America that are incredibly destructive from, um, I think most of us have been particularly awakened to this uh, during the past year or two. When after George Floyd, when um, BLM started riots all over the country and statues started toppling and um, it's just gotten and then Biden supposedly, allegedly won the election and it has just gone downhill from there. So, uh, in fact, as you might have heard in a prior show, uh, I played the song Aaron Lewis's Am I the Only One? And that is my favorite song, only second seconded by God Bless the USA by Lee Greenwood. Well, I am not the only one, and one of the ones who are, <laughs> along with me, very distraught about what is happening to this country and doing something about it, is my guest, uh, Larry Clayman, And he is a an attorney. He is um, the former as a founder and former chair of the successful nonprofit foundation Judicial Watch. That is one of the places, one of the few places where you can get the truth. Um, and he's dedicated his career to fighting against injustice and restoring ethics to the legal profession and government. He was the only lawyer to ever have obtained a court ruling that a US president committed a crime. And this was during his tenure at Judicial Watch. He became so well-known that NBC's hit drama series, The West Wing, created a character inspired by him. The character's name was Harry Claypool of Freedom Watch. Uh, In 2003, he left Judicial Watch to run for the U.S. Senate. After that, he established Freedom Watch. (laughs) Life life, uh, reflects art, reflects life. And um, he's the head of this bad organization now, and also of his law firm, Clayman Law Group. Uh, so he divides his time between South Florida, L.A., and Washington, D.C. And um, he has, most importantly, he has written a new book called It Takes a Revolution, Forget the Scandal Industry. Larry, welcome to the show.
2: Yes, uh, thank you, Carol. It's my honor. Uh, I appreciate it. And uh, let's talk about what's wrong. Okay, I'll I'll lay it out right now. There's a a seven-part plan. I don't know if it's five, six, or seven. I haven't counted them up because it gets bigger every day. By the left, using Biden, Harris, and Pelosi as their three stooges to destroy the country. And they're trying to destroy it. That way they take complete control over the American people. First, they use COVID-19. And whatever else is out there, because I'm not convinced that this so-called Delta variant is COVID-19 and maybe something else and maybe Spanish flu or something else that got out. Fauci was doing gain of function research on that as well in the United States. Right. So they take control. You know, first you have to stay at home. Now vaccine mandates. This is typical socialist communist way of dealing with things. Dict- t- dictatorial. Then you use the so-called Justice Department. I was once a proud alumnus. I was a young trial lawyer there that helped break AT&T, break it up. I was proud of it at the time. But it's turned, into, it's turned into the private Gestapo of Biden, Harris, and the left terrorizing people that were in Washington, D.C. On, on January 6th to support President Trump and anybody else that's dissenting, including parents now who are dissenting from what's going on in local school districts. They're being threatened now by the FBI and the Justice Department. Third, you dump money into the economy. You give people free cash. You disincentivize the desire to work. And consequently, small and medium-sized business, and even large business, can't find workers. That's a way to destroy the capitalist system. Fourth, you defund the police. And in some instances, you actually close police departments. You allow for Black Lives Matter and other leftist radicals to terrorize them, to assault them, to batter them, to even kill them. And consequently, violent crime runs rampant through the streets. Fourth, you create a race war that started under Obama. Obama's probably in charge of this. He's the Wizard of Oz behind the screen. And you pit white against black and others against black whites, you make whites the new domestic terrorists, the majority of the people in this country, and you create tremendous racial division. Then you destroy the military, as we've seen happened in Afghanistan, and when you, you commit negligent homicide and 13 GIs are killed along with hundreds of Afghans to look tough, to look like you're fighting back against the terrorists, you then order a drone strike and wind up killing 10 innocent social workers, and seven of their children. Top that all out, off with destruction of the Judeo-Christian ethic and values, our European heritage, um, the Old Testament, not just European, but you know, going back to the Holy Land, the Old Testament, the New Testament, the Talmud, you name it. You defile God's concept of a man and a woman. You introduce gay marriage. You introduce the fact that it's normal to be a transsexual. You tell kids that if they decide they want to be transsexual or transgender, that you should honor that, take them to a surgeon, and Obamacare can pay for it. I'm just going on and on and on. Okay, This is a master Mm -hmm. plan by the left. It's a master plan by the left. And on the other side of the coin, we have the Republican Party, which is completely worthless. All they do is raise money. How many emails do you get every day, not just from the Republican establishment, but people in and around Donald Trump who are making money hand over fist? I send back emails and I say, you know, I supported the president. I was in a de facto law firm at Freedom Watch, but this is a scam. This is racketeering. The president's worth $8 billion. He does not need money from the American people who need money for themselves, particularly given the inflation and all the other deprivation that we're experiencing today, the democrat party is pure evil it's literally been inhabited by the devil and the republican party has become a corrupt racketeering enterprise so we can talk about it in the second segment Uh, we need some drastic action right now peaceful and legally that's why i wrote my book it takes a revolution forget the scandal industry that you can get at amazon.com and all major booksellers and for a contribution of fifty dollars or more on Freedom Watch's website at freedomwatchusa.org, which helps us do our work. And in that book, I I come up with certain measures that we can attempt peacefully and legally to reclaim a country which is now almost 90% gone. Uh, And don't think, Carol, that this just happened by itself. I'm religious. You're probably religious. We've never talked about that. Uh, I'm a Jewish Christian, I'm a Messianic Jew, I'm an evangelical Jew or Christian, whatever you want to call me, but I believe that God is not standing idly by and watching this happen. When you kill hundreds of millions of unborn babies, when you destroy his concept of a man and a woman, his creation of a man and a woman, when, you know, when you embrace The homosexual and gay gay lifestyle is normal. You know, I believe people should be able to do what they want. Uh, You know, you shouldn't persecute gays, lesbians, and transgenders. But again again, don't push it on the rest of the populace, because it's not normal. It's abnormal. When God sees this stuff, he's going to react. And it reminds me what happened in Egypt that allowed Moses to leave with the Jewish people to find the promised land 40 years later. We don't have 40 years. We just have months. This country's been all but destroyed in nine months of the Biden-Harris regime. I believe God's sending us a message. Shape up, or I'll make sure you ship out like I have several other civilizations in in the history of of the world. So if the American people don't snap out of it, we're going to have no country at all in short order. And for those people, those older people like me, I'm 70 years old right now. I mean, I hope I look younger than that, but, but... If you care about your kids and grandkids and future generations, you can't be sitting on the couch watching Sean Hannity tell you every night and the Democrats say, we're going to throw Granny over the cliff. Or watching Jim Jordan shoot off his mouth or others on Fox News who never do anything other than to shoot their mouth off and don't do anything for the American people. Forget about the Republican Party. There's no political messiah. The American people must rise up and do it themselves. And what we're dealing right now is with a bunch of socialist, communist, atheists, and radicals of all persuasions. Not Most people in these groups are decent people, but the radicals have taken control. And you have to ask yourself this question, are we worse off today than we were in 1776 when we declared independence? King George III was not a socialist. Mm -hmm. He was not a communist. He was not an atheist. He was not a radical Muslim. He was not a member of the Marxian-Jewish left, and I'm Jewish myself, but they are the most destructive force in this country today. They're they're anti-Semitic. They, they want to destroy the state of Israel as well. They're Marxians. They're disciples of Karl Marx. He wasn't a radical feminist. He wasn't a radical atheist. He wasn't a radical gay, lesbian, transgender, and transsexual. He simply wanted to overtax us to pay for the rest of his empire. We have that, and we have much more today. So the American people need to snap out of it, and those people my, of my generation I think they can just go off you know, and count the money that they've made on their, in their lifetime, and uh, hopefully it'll all go away. If you care about your kids and grandkids, you can't sit there and do nothing, and the younger people can't either because they're going to have nothing in this country. It's time to rise up. It's time to coalesce the colonies again to convince them that we have to take strong action. You know, in the days, months, and years leading up to 1776, most of the people in the colonies were fat and happy. The colonies were extremely rich. That's why King George III wanted to tax us to pay for the rest of his empire. And it was was our founding fathers, like Washington and Jefferson, who would be millionaires in today's world, even with inflation. That's how rich they were. They risked everything because they knew that their kids, grandchildren, and future generations would be living in a dictatorship. And now is the time that we have to rise up again.
1: Well, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I like the way you put it into this uh, seven-point plan because, I mean, um, you know, I have been talking about each of these things, but I didn't really. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's very when you put it when you put it this way, when you lay it out this way, um, you know, it's easier to see uh, just how much. Now, are you saying that they that this this plan? Is, does this exist somewhere, or they created this? Are they copying this? I mean, I know it's a Marxist-Socialist-Communist plan, but is this written somewhere else that they copied it, or did, did Biden and Harris and Pelosi and Obama, and I agree he's the Wizard of Oz, Obama, um, did they come up with this by themselves?
2: No, they didn't come up by itself. It's an age-old way of doing things. They've been using the IRS now, you know, to, uh, using the Ministry of Finance this is what has been done over time, Buck, dictatorships. Also, I might add, attempting to take the guns away from us. So yes. that also occurs with dictatorships. Hitler's Germany and every yes. place else. So this is a tried and true method to seize control of a nation. And the American people are living in a dream world, by and large. There's a minority that understand what's and understands what's going on. But many of them are unwilling to take any risks because they fear the retaliation of the Biden-Harris-Gestapo. And and that's why they're terrorizing the land right now, literally. I go around, Carol, you know, and I, you know, people say certain things to me and I kind of poke a little bit in a nice way because I want to get the pulse of what's going on. Let me give you one example. A few weeks ago, uh, you know, I play golf sometimes on weekends. I took it up after 35 years. I was very good as a kid. And I don't get to play that much, but I just want to get outside and clear my head out. And I'm playing on someone else's course, and this nice couple comes up behind me, and I said, would you like to go through? They were in a cart, and I was walking. And they said, no, Larry, why don't you come and play with us? I introduced myself so they knew my name. And I said, this is a really beautiful golf course. And they said, yeah, but you know what? Our clubhouse has been unfinished for a year. And I said, well, you can probably thank Joe Biden for that, hand, handing out all this free money, and nobody wants to work. And the guy looks at me, you know, with a blank stare. And then he says to sure. me, because we're, you know, playing along, he says, are you vaccinated? And I said, no, why would I take huh. the vaccine? The thing doesn't even work. Why would I want to inject myself with this stuff? When, frankly, you know, <laughs> it doesn't work. People that are getting it are still getting COVID-19. Plus, we don't know the side effects. And, and then he says, well, you must be a Trumper then. I said, no, I'm not a Trumper. I voted for him. I think he's a million times better than Joe Biden. But, you know, I'm my own person. And, you know, so it went on like that. And we got along very well. And, you know, I finished the round with him and we shook hands and it was friendly. But this is the attitude of people. They, they are scared to talk. They don't want to talk. You bring it up. They want to shut it down because the government has become so oppressive that people are afraid. And then, and this is the thesis of my book, how do you resolve disputes if you don't have honest judges in the courts? And this is what Jefferson said, and I wrote about this in my book, It Takes a Revolution, Forget the Scandal Industry. Jefferson said that federal judges and Supreme Court justices, unelected, unaccountable to the people with lifetime tenure, Would become despots and tyrants, causing us to shed the blood of patriots and tyrants yet again about every 20 years, adding, what's a few thousand dead to refresh the tree of liberty, the natural manure of mankind? He didn't want to see anybody dead or hurt, neither do I, neither do you. But he was predicting the inevitable if you can't resolve disputes peacefully and legally, and we've seen that. You know, I've seen it now for 45 years. The legal system is the most corrupt profession in this country and throughout the world. Yeah. The judges are a bunch of hacks. Uh, they've been put in place with political campaign contributions and other grease. They've the interests of those who put them on the bench. They've become the yes men and women, just like the judges of King George III, but even worse. And now the people saw when Trump's own Supreme Court justices which he naively used to boast about, Corsage, Kavanaugh, and Coney Barr threw him under the bus, wouldn't even give him a hearing yeah. from a well brought case from Texas, disputes between the states get original jurisdiction to the Supreme Court. They wouldn't even hear his argument because these people are part of the yeah. establishment. That's how they got there. They're yes men and women. They want to go to parties in Georgetown and elsewhere. <laughs> and the people saw that. And they rose up on January 6th, and most of them overwhelmingly were peaceful. They walked into their capital. It wasn't trespass. That belongs to us. And now they're being thrown in prison without bail. Uh, Every single judge in, in the most corrupt court in the land, the U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia, is throwing them in prison, pending trial, or castigating the Justice Department for not charging them with more crimes, and even putting people in jail pending trial for looking on the internet, you know, and watching Mike Lindell's symposium on election fraud. This is where we are. So it is the judges who are primarily responsible for what happened on, on the 6th of January. And there is no longer any solution in either the executive legislative, and in particularly the judicial branch of government, every three branches, all three branches are corrupt to the core and the Americans people are beginning to see that.
1: Yes. Um you know, I have I want to uh to say something more but um we're gonna have to take a break now. But I just want, you know, this January sixth thing, you bring this up and, and um I mean people you're not supposed to say I don't mean you, but you know, one is not supposed to say that um, anything good about what happened. I watched Trump that morning January sixth. He did not tell people to go to the crowds who were watching him give his speech um, yes, he told them to go over there and, and protest, but he did not tell them to go in there to, to do anything violent, to tear anything up. Um, you know those kinds of things that people did on their own. So this whole January sixth thing, they're just using that as uh, to, to well, they're using that to try to say that, that so much else. You know that's just a hook to then say that this is bad and this is bad and to put people in jail and all of that. We do need well, to take a true, break right Cal. now. but we need some all right. Yeah, we'll take the break, and, and I'll, I'll give you—I'll give you my take okay. on that. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Thank you. we um, are listening today to uh, to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America, and uh, my guest today is Larry Klaiman. Where the uh, name of the show, the title of the show, is "How to Save America." It takes a revolution, and you're going to be hearing more about uh, what to do, how to revolt. So stay tuned.
0: Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines.
1: follow the Voice America Variety channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety.
2: Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts.
0: VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman.
1: And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch, where we're talking today about how to save America. It takes a revolution. And um, the perfect revolutionary is the guest on my show, Larry Klayman. He is an attorney. Um, he is uh, the author of this new book called It Takes a Revolution, Forget the Scandal Industry. And so we're going to be talking about uh, some of the things that we can do because we apparently cannot, there's nobody, uh, well, there are not enough people who are going to save us, rescue us. So we're going to have to take this into our own hands, kind of like the way it was when our country was born. So before the break, um, we were talking about January 6th. And, um, Larry, why don't you um, reply to that? I, I, was, I, I said my piece about it. What, what do you think about the January yeah, we, 6th? Yeah, we've
2: talked about the it at the break. The, January 6th was the natural result of pushing the people up against the wall. And they saw, in the, you know, in terms of this election, when President Trump couldn't even get a real hearing from the courts, that they had no recourse if Thomas Jefferson had been alive, I believe he would have been the first one into the capital. And look at what happened, you know, on July 14th, 1789 in France. You had a king, a culmination of many bad kings before that, and a queen, King Louis Sixteenth and Marie Antoinette, whose motto was, after me... Après moi le déluge, in French. After me, the flood. After me, I don't care what happens. I'm going to rape the people of their money, of their goods. I will treat them like dirt. And the French people rose up beginning on July 4, 1789 at the Bastille. It was a very violent revolution. It was very bloody. Uh, Jefferson was actually an architect of the French Revolution as well. He was a Francophile, became ambassador to France after uh, the Revolutionary War, after we won thanks to France. And what happened to them? They were taken to the place of the Concorde, Place de la Concorde, in Paris, and the people lopped their heads off. I'm not suggesting that. But what happened on January 6th was mild compared to that. And it was a warning to the government, and it was a warning to the federal judges and others that they're next. And that's why these judges are now throwing these people in prison and rubber stamping what the Gestapo-like Justice Department wants. They're afraid to walk down the street anymore. And I've been in in the trenches of the legal system for 45 years. It is so corrupt. These judges think they can do whatever they want. They don't have to follow the law. Forget about the Constitution. They do what they want to do. And they've got lifetime tenure and immunity uh, that they gave to themselves. So, consequently, they are the biggest cause for, you know, the situation we're in today, because we can't resolve disputes anymore in the courts. We can't. You can get all the documents you want in a former group. After I left, you know, because I'm a trial lawyer, they they just get documents, they go on Fox News, and they pontificate about, you know, what they found out. But what good are documents when you don't have a court system that will enforce the law? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, so I, I, I... It seems like you're alluding to, amongst um, other things, the fact that there wasn't, there weren't um, any fair hearings about the election.
2: That was just the straw that broke the, the camel's uh, back. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. People, you know, saw it over decades. I write about that in my book. It takes a revolution. They saw what happened in the Vietnam War when, you know, I was young enough to understand at the time, <laughs> later, because I would have gone. I, I came very close to having to go. Uh, Nixon ended the draft the year I would have gone. They understood that Johnson, President Johnson lied to us and got us into a, a stupid war that cost 55,000 lives and hundreds of thousands killed. They saw John Kennedy died. Most people think it was the CIA that killed Kennedy. Uh, you can go on and on and on. You can, you can look at the Persian Gulf War, Uh, You know, the Iraq war with George W. Bush with weapons of mass destruction, getting us involved in that. So we allegedly could take control of the oil fields, which we never did. We were, as Trump pointed out, we weren't too stupid to do that, you know, to pay for it. You can see what's happened today in Afghanistan, the lies that we were told. Look at all the the servicemen who gave their lives believing that they were accomplishing something. They accomplished nothing because the politicians bailed out. Think of the families. Of the dead, so I represent many gold star parents. You know, it's an outrage, more than an outrage. It's a crime. You, we, you, you represent know, the,
1: you re, wait. You represent them in what? What is the case?
2: Well, I've said, well first of all, I represented the uh, families who died, had their sons die at Benghazi, Ty Woods and Sean Smith. I represented many uh-huh. of the families in Extortion 17, the biggest loss of life in the Afghan War. Uh, went down in a Chinook helicopter, thanks to the Taliban. You know, so think about how they feel about their sons, you know, giving their life and and excuse the French, you know, Biden pissing it all away, you know, for political purposes. Yeah. You know, the, the military <laughs> is enraged, not the, the, the hacks, you know, the, the brass that we saw on TV last week, but the average serviceman and the American people. So we've been sold out, and January 6th was mild compared to what's in store for this country if we do not succeed peacefully and legally to wage, which now is a counter-revolution, Carol. It's no longer a revolution. It's a counter-revolution because the left has taken total control in a dictatorship.
1: Well, now, you actually are having, or you did have, um, as Freedom Watch, as the head of Freedom Watch, um, you have, uh, you've called a grand jury and indicted Biden for manslaughter and treason, um, in regard to the, um, chaos, the, in Afghanistan. Do you want to talk about that?
2: Yeah, I'm backing up a little bit in my book, I suggest one way we can take our legal system back. And that's what our founding fathers had to do with the colonies. When King George took it away from us, when we, you know, waged the Boston Tea Party and Lexington Concord, he took the criminal justice system back to London, is that we ourselves can administer to our legal system. And in the Declaration of Independence, it says that when the sovereign no longer represents the people, when the rulers no longer represent the people, under the laws of nature and nature's God, not the law of the king, not man-made law of the state, but the laws of nature and nature's God, that we have a right to alter or abolish that government and to form a new government by and for the people with equal rights for everyone in pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness. To paraphrase, Mm we, in 1992, the late Justice Antonin Scalia, as one example, recognized this. He wrote a majority opinion for all the justices of the Supreme Court, where he said the grand jury belongs to the American people, not to the three branches of government. What did we do before July 1st, 1870, and we had a Justice Department? We meted out justice ourselves. So therefore, we can indict, we can try, we can seek convictions, we can even carry out citizens' arrests. There's authority for that. I'm not suggesting that we do it ourselves, but we're in the process. We've indicted Robert Mueller for the Russian collusion witch hunt and trying to force my client, Jerome Corsi, to submit to to commit perjury to implicate President Trump in crimes. We've indicted Anthony Fauci for lying to the American people. If Americans can be held accountable for 10 years for each lie to the government, then government officials should be held accountable for 10 years when they lie to us and Fauci. Participated with the Chinese, the Communist Chinese, in creating the COVID-19 pandemic. He sent over the seeds, the SARS virus, to the Wuhan lab to do gain-of-function research, which then either was released accidentally or by design. And he and Obama and Biden appropriated 3.7 million dollars for that research. We've indicted mm. Joe Biden, his son Hunter his brother, James, for a massive bribery scheme, laundering money from communist China, Ukraine, and Russia. Tony Bobolinsky on Tucker Carlson revealed that he was Hunter Hunter's, uh, Biden's business partner for a while before he quit, before he realized what was going on. And we've indicted Biden for negligent homicide, manslaughter, and treason over what happened in Afghanistan. And we're going to indict a lot of other people. We're going to try them. We're going to be trying Biden first. I've already got a judge who will sit there and uh, administer to the case. And then we will ask law enforcement and the military to cal- carry out the sentences. I believe Biden should get life imprisonment, and so should Kamala Harris, his sidekick, for what went on, in particular in Afghanistan. I've also filed a criminal complaint at the International Criminal Court in The Hague, Netherlands, for crimes against humanity. What he did ordering that drone strike to deflect. Uh, criticism for public relations purposes after 13 gi's died and hundreds of afghans were killed as well at kabul in afghanistan what are in that drone strike that killed seven children was a crime against humanity he knew or should have known they didn't know who they were they were going to hit with that they just needed to to get a few muslim scalps to to show they were tough guys but in fact uh you know he has to be held accountable for that. So these are the kinds of things that we need to do. And then...
1: So, so how... Wait, so how... Um, and you indicted these people with a, um, with a, with a, a citizen's grand jury. How are you correct. hopeful that, that this will um, result in, in actual action against Biden? Like, for example, that he be put in jail or that he be punished in some way?
2: What we're, did, what we're doing, Carol, is giving law enforcement, the military, the means, <clears throat> the legal basis, because citizens' grand juries are a little bit legitimate. There are even some in, in other states, like Montana and others, to be able to enforce any sentence that we might get. Uh, I believe the military, frankly, I don't want to see a coup d'etat. We don't need a coup d'etat, but the military can... Certainly step up and enforce a valid verdict against Biden for negligent homicide, manslaughter and treason, and we're going to ask them to carry it out. They'll have the legal basis to do it. I think they're about ready to do it. Uh, look at how he has defiled the military and disgraced the military and, you know, you know, thrown under the bus, you know all these brave heroes yeah. who gave their life for the country.
1: Yes, I mean what he there, it, it, there there are no words to describe the uh the tragedy of the tra- and the travesty of what he did in Afghanistan. Of course with the military, you know, um I, I, I mean taking away um, taking away all their pride in what they did and, and their their identity really. Um same thing with 9/11, you know, as part of you didn't mention it specifically in the uh seven points but i guess we could go under one of them um you know it's the same plan with 911 that each year um the commemoration of it has gotten less and less and less uh you know not wanting us to 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 acknowledge it and this whole thing about uh like well of course you mentioned the schools which is uh and the, the um fdi taking Making it a crime for the parents to say that they don't want uh, their kids to be taught, taught CRT and so on, and some schools uh, in Virginia saying that you shouldn't te- teach kids that it was terrorists who perpetrated 9/11. You're supposed to, you know, just call them, um, just not even, not na- necessarily even name them. Uh, so all of these things are going on at once. I mean, but so Afghanistan was was really you know, and right next to the 20th anniversary of 9-11. Those were sort of major things happening. And if America, I mean, those are things that certainly, how Biden treated this um, should certainly have woken up America. I mean, and yet people are still kind of going along, la di da um, yes, it's terrible. They think all of these various things that you mentioned, you know, the, the schools and the, the defunding the police, When and there's more crime than ever, and, and no, no workers, and that's, that's actually hitting pe- more and more people, not only economically, but people who, who want services, you know, and there's nobody to uh, provide them. Uh, all of these things. I mean, you would think that Americans would wake up to this um, and realize just how bad the country is, and want to do something. And I guess that is what your book is trying to. Um, no, well,
2: is trying to. Educate, we try to educate to do. We try to educate, but also, I'm, you know, I'm saying words are one thing, action is another thing. Our founding fathers educated. Yes, they coalesced the colonies. Benjamin Franklin said, "Either we all hang together, or separately, we will hang." Thomas Paine, you know, wrote Common Sense which was a manifesto for what we needed to do to throw off the yoke of the British crown. Um, And he came forward anonymously at first, then they start, they came out of the woodwork, you know, and directly challenged the King. The difference today is we have a harder task because people in the colonies were well-educated, generally speaking today. Our kids are not well-educated. They can't even put together a sentence without five likes in the middle of the sentence. I mean they're on they're on cell phones yeah. all day long. They don't even know math. I mean they just have calculators. You you could never do math like, you know, we were taught when we were kids. And and of course, the other people, you know, and I've got some people like this in my family who are re- retired and they say, "Okay, I you know, I made some money here. I want to live off my life happy. I don't want to be bothered to deal with anything. You know, I don't want to take risks. I'm afraid that The IRS is going to come after me or the Justice Department. So, Larry, I'm just going to go off and do my thing. And, you know, I think that's extremely selfish because what about their kids and grandkids? What kind of world are they going to live in right now? We have to take some risks right now.
1: Yes. You know, we need to take a break, but I just want to mention one—a perfect example of what you're saying today is Columbus Day, and yet there are people who have who are trying to teach history in a in a uh, twisted way and trying to make Columbus out to be uh, a, a Muslim, Islamophobic. That was the la- latest thing that uh, that he hated Muslims, and that's why he discovered America. I mean, it's just twisted kinds of crazy things, and that's what. Some people are teaching um, kids, like in elementary school. So it's really sad. Well, we do need to take a break. My guest is Larry Clayman. We He is the author of It Takes a Revolution, Forget the Scandal Industry. When we come back, we will he will be giving you some actual steps and things you should think about and do um, to, before it is too late. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman.
0: Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com.
1: VoiceAmerica.com
0: Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788 Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And
1: welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch where we're talking today about how to save America. It takes a revolution with Larry Kleiman. He is the author of it takes a revolution. Forget the scandal industry. Um, and he's going to be talking to you about some things that you actually can do, think about and do. And before before he does that, though, I want to ask you something that has really um, boggled my mind and continues to boggle my mind, and that is, I, I was mentioning it to you off the air, about how um, there are people in Congress who... Well, well, I mean, okay, we're talking about the left and Biden and and Pelosi and Harris and all of that. There are Republicans in Congress who one would have hoped, I would have hoped, would have stood up to some of these outrageous things, from the COVID mandates to the um, you know the the, uh, the the things creating the giving free money out. To um, destroying the military, all of Afghanistan, all of these things, um, and yet there's like uh, crickets—a silence. There is no. It seems like nobody is opposing Biden and Harris and Pelosi. Why is that?
2: Well, because you, you know, it reminds me. I remember Louis Farrakhan. Okay, uh, it's in my fir- It's in my second book, Horrors, Why and How I Came to Fight the Establishment." There was a judge I came upon in Los Angeles named William Keller, who was an anti-Semite and a bigot, ironically, towards Chinese. I had a Taiwanese client. It was an international trade case. And he started to make comments about me. He called me Mr. Schmuckler and uh, (laughs) threatened to sanction me when I asked him to get off the case because he was showing his bias and prejudice towards my clients. And Uh to make the long story short, to make the long story short, uh, he sanctioned me at the time, fined me $20,000 for standing up to him, and that was the catalyst wow. that caused me to start Judicial Watch. William D. Keller, hmm. an appointee of Ronald Reagan, believe it or not. These presidents don't know who hmm. they appoint. they The names are put in front of them, and I loved the president. I wish we had Ronald Reagan today, greatest president of my lifetime, one of the greatest in American history. But, you know, I later contacted the Anti-Defamation League, which is very leftist, you know, the Jewish left. I didn't realize it at the time. And I said, I want your support because I want to take on William Keller. Uh, I want an investigation. I want your support in our appeal of this case. He ruled against my client. And I learned from another lawyer, Ramsey Clark, who had been attorney general under Lyndon Johnson, who was then in private practice. Uh, that these judges, uh, excuse me, that the Anti-Defamation League, uh, because he had asked for the support of the Anti-Defamation League for one of his clients, a Jewish lawyer who was also sanctioned by Keller, that they actually like this, you know, they like the conflict. The ADL raises money off of Farrakhan, and Farrakhan raises money off of them. And that's what's going Mm -hmm. on in Congress today. I don't know if I explained that clearly, but it's a dog-and-pony show. So I get disgusted when I see people like Jim Jordan or or others come out or Devin Nunes because, you know, why is it that Larry Klayman of Freedom Watch, a private citizen in my public interest capacity, why do I have to bring a class action against China for all the damage they have done in COVID-19? I've got two lawsuits pending in Mm. Dallas, Texas, and Jerusalem, Israel. And Jim Jordan just sits there and pontificates. Same thing for Tom Cotton, you know, in the Senate. Senator Cotton. Big mouth, but no action. And that's because this raises them money. It gets them reelected. You know, they're the tough guy as the country burns, as Rome burns. So I find that as offensive as the Democrats, because they're riling people up to raise money, but at the same time doing nothing. And they know what they're doing. So that's why the American people need to rise up themselves. And, Carol, this is, I think, the most important thing to consider. On July 5th and 6th of this year, Freedom Watch held a third Continental Congress. It was our second Continental Congress that resulted in the Declaration of Independence. I brought forth delegates from, from throughout the country, many states, people like Alan Keyes, Sheriff Joe Arpaio, many African-American conservatives, white conservatives, people from all walks of life, talk show hosts like you, others, to discuss whether we should declare independence again. And we are at the point of doing it. I believe that we need to form a new government, not a new nation. Why fight a system which is inherently corrupt to the core, we need judges who are elected, not appointed through political campaign contributions and other forms of bribery. We need to set up an electoral system that works, where the vote means something, where there isn't this massive fraud uh, in, in voting. And it's not just you know, playing around with you know, possible methods of counting, but also just sending out all of these paper ballots to the people you don't even know who they are. You know, We mm-hmm. need to start over again. And, and consequently, that's what I'm going to be spending a lot of my time doing in, a different, in addition to the citizens' grand juries. We need new political parties. I'm starting a new party under a separate organization called the New American Independence Party. I hope more parties will come in. The Democrats and Republicans, you know, it's over for them. Uh, it, there's not one alternative or the other. That's ridiculous. I get sick when I see that on TV. Oh, the Republicans are going to do this. Watching Fox News. They don't do squat. Don't know. You know, so... The American people need to leave them behind. Forget about them. We want a divorce, and we want to take custody of our children, the American people. And I believe that we can create a groundswell to do it, just like our founding fathers did in the colonies in the days, months, and years leading up to 1776. But people have to get up off their rear end, and they have to think about the consequences, not just for themselves, but their children and grandchildren, and they have to realize that the funding games are over, okay? They lived a good life. Now it's time to make the sacrifice for the American people.
1: Well, you know, one way to know that you are correct in all of this is um, the idea that we can't really count on fair elections anymore. I mean, this whole thing with the paper ballots, mail-in ballots, uh, allegedly because of covid and all of this the, I, I don't see how we're going to ever have fair elections anymore it's been it's been um hijacked the elections have been hijacked and and any attempt to uh to investigate them i mean yes i know there are still attempts here and there to uh to investigate certain in certain places but it it's just um it's not i i don't have great faith that it's going to result in any uh overwhelming honesty, you know, overwhelming um, realization of what the realities of the election were. And even now in, in California, uh, the recall for Newsom, I, I don't think that that, I don't have any faith that that election was fair, that those ballots were fair. I mean, they found some, um, some oddities, some things that weren't right already. So So if we can't count on uh, fair elections and and complaints about election fraud being heard and all of that then then that 's that you know then then we're never going to be able to elect somebody who um, does have the country's uh, well being in mind
2: well that's right, and uh, that's why I say forget about the system it's equ- it's irreconcilable differences you know we can divorce ourselves from this government, we won't move against them, Carol. Uh, We won't be nonviolent. But if they move against us, and we have the right, as it says in our Declaration of Independence, to alter or abolish this government and to form a new government because it doesn't represent us, then we have our Second Amendment rights and uh, our rights of self-defense. We have the rights to commission militias. That's in the Second Amendment. Uh, Militia is not a dirty word. The Founding Fathers realized that the tyranny of government may return and therefore they put mm-hmm. in the right to commission militias and we need self-defense mm-hmm. and you know, the, uh, the left is trying to take the guns away from us. Why is that? Because yes. they don't want us to be able to defend ourselves.
1: Yes. You know, I used to be very, um, very, very much an activist against violence in the media and so on. I mean, I still am to some degree, um, and also, same thing about toy guns, I would rail <laughs> about uh, toy guns and so on, until, uh, and, and even question about maybe there are too many guns or too many AK-47s, for example, in the streets, but until Obama became president. And all of a sudden, I realized, wait a second, you know, you can't be naive and think that every president, every person who's going to be elected president, really has the um, best interests of the country at heart. And that's when I changed to realize, yes, we do need to all still be able to have the Second Amendment, be able to have guns, um, and because, because you can't count on... Uh, this is not uh, Norman Rockwell's America anymore.
2: Well, we can't be naive. And, and that's why the Founding Fathers put the Second Amendment in the Constitution. And it's why they, he, they gave us a right of self-defense. And it wasn't with regard to criminals... It was with regard to the government. They feared Mm -hmm. the return of a despotic rule by despots, Mm -hmm. by dictators. Mm -hmm. And and that's where we are today. And consequently, that's why the American people need to seriously consider. I hope they go to freedomwatchusa.org, support what we're doing, uh, and sign up for our citizens' grand juries. If If you haven't been convicted of a felony and can agree to be neutral, in weighing the evidence and deciding cases, then you can become a citizen's grand jury. You can support our third continental Congress and be prepared to help us form a new government. We're going to put up recommend recommended, uh, people to be president, to be cabinet secretaries, to be others. There are many out there. People like Alan Keyes is brilliant for president. That's an example. People who have experienced, you know, the tyranny of government, like, Michelle Bachman, former Congresswoman from Minnesota, or Sarah Palin from Alaska, others who have seen how they were destroyed by the establishment. that did not want anybody that would stand up to them. Uh, And we need to come up with a new way. We need to make a few changes to our Constitution. No longer should the president be able to appoint Supreme Court justices and lower uh, court judges. They should be elected and accountable to the people. And that way you'll be able to remove mm-hmm. them in 14- 245 years. We've only impeached eight judges, about one every 32 years. Are you telling me
1: mm-hmm.
2: that notwithstanding mm-hmm. bad behavior, that more judges than that haven't taken bribes and things like that, or, or behaved mm-hmm. in a way that was totally contrary to our Constitution and should be impeached? It, it's a giant club in Washington, D.C., and state capitals. Everybody protects each other because they're making money hand over fist. Go to Washington today yes. and see how rich it is. Never been a recession in Washington, D.C. Never will be. Yeah. So I say mm-hmm. take the capital out of Washington, D.C., put it somewhere else, bring it back to Independence Hall in Philadelphia or someplace else, okay. and let the criminals in Washington stay there and commit crimes against each other. Have fun, boys and girls. We don't want you anymore. Okay. You, you don't represent us.
1: Now, could you just give out the uh, website again for the Freedom Watch
2: Uh, FreedomWatchUSA.org, and I also started a new group with Sheriff Joe Arpaio, AmericasSheriff.org. AmericasSheriff.org with two S's in the middle to protect the police so we have law enforcement to keep us from having our throats slit while we're sitting in a cafe minding our own business to be facetious.
1: Yes, yes. Well, that is great, and that's where people can find out more about all of these different things that you're that you're forming well thank you so much um you know this uh, i am not the only one and you are doing you are doing a, an amazing job uh with all of this and really I, I i'm so glad that people got to hear all of this you put it in such a in a very uh, easy to understand easy to uh to see the big picture kind of way so thank you larry well, thank um, you larry Klemans, and Again, it's my
2: pleasure and i I look forward to having you on my show. I have a radio show, too, but uh, this is not for entertainment. This is for real. So I very much appreciate the opportunity to talk to your listeners.
1: Well, you're very welcome. Again, his book is called It Takes a Revolution, Forget the Scandal Industry. So thank you, Larry Klayman, and thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman.